You're listening to the Gathering Church Podcast, located in Asheville, North Carolina. The Gathering is a place where you can belong before you believe. To find out more, visit gatherashville.org. Well, good morning, Gathering Church. It is so good to be here with you all this morning. If you are joining us online, welcome. Before we get into today's message, we have some celebrating to do because today is Pastor John Mark's birthday. Let's give him a big clap, a big happy birthday shout. Pastor John Mark, we are so grateful for your leadership and your dedication to this church. We are praying your last week of sabbatical is the best yet, and we cannot wait for you to be back with us next Sunday. So give it up for Pastor John Mark. So this morning, we are going to, first let's open up in prayer. Let's go to God. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that your mercies are new each and every day. Thank you that you are a God of new beginnings. You are a God of second, third, and 70th chance. You never give up on us. Your pursuit of us is relentless. You are so kind. You are so compassionate. You are a God of love. I pray this morning that we would see your heart for us, that you are a good father and a good friend. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Well, good morning. Open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. That's where we're going to begin this morning, is Matthew chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 18 through 20. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. He said to them, he is Jesus, by the way, Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him. So in 2008, Brad and I had been married for six blissful months. We were the obnoxious couple that assumed we had it all figured out. We planned over-the-top date nights, and we were just on top of the world. We had a new house. Our careers were moving in the right direction. We had the cutest new puppy. When I surveyed my life, all of my life boxes were checked. Great husband, check. Thriving career, Check. New puppy? Check. But inside, I was grasping for more. Something inside me was missing. I felt empty. And I was so confused by this feeling. I didn't know what was missing. I had everything I wanted. What more could there be? You see, growing up, we didn't go to church. We all believed in God. We just never talked a lot about him. So I was never indifferent to God. 
or excuse me, I, I was never opposed to God. I was simply indifferent to him. He didn't really enter my mind. I didn't make him a part of my life. But in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus says, come, follow me. God is the one who initiates. He is the one who initiates relationship with us. He is the one who pursues us in his perfect timing. God was never without me. He was always right beside me for all the days of my life. He is with you even when you are not with him. His faithfulness will never stop. We all have different stories of how we come to know God. Maybe you grew up in a family where he was just part of your culture. You went to church on every Sunday. You can't imagine life without him. Or maybe in middle school or high school, you went to youth group and you met God there. Or maybe you were faced with a crisis and that brought you to the feet of Jesus. For me, God allowed me to feel empty. He allowed me to know that the things of this world will never replace him. We will never be fully satisfied apart from God. Too often, we look to our jobs. We look to that job title. We look to our hobbies. We look to Instagram. We look to Netflix, we look to Amazon to fill us and satisfy us. Or we look to really great things. We look to our spouse, we look to our kids, we look to our friends. They are our main source of love and affirmation. But the problem with that is, is there is a God-shaped hole in each and every one of us that only he can fill. Today, do you feel unsatisfied? Are you searching? Does a part of you feel empty? No matter where we are on our journey with Jesus, we can all take one step closer. Today's message is entitled, Come a Little Closer. Let's go back to Matthew. Verse 20, immediately they left their nets and followed him. When Jesus extended the invitation, come and follow me, the disciples immediately left their nets and followed him. I heard Christine Kane teach this message years ago, and it has always stuck with me. In, excuse me, in Exodus chapter 8, Egypt is in the middle of the plagues. You've got frogs, you've got gnats. I don't know about you, but a swarm of locusts? That seems bad. I don't want locusts in my house. And so Moses is standing before Pharaoh. Let's look at verse 8. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged. You've got Pharaoh, you've got the king, and he's begging Plead with the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. I will let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord. You set the time, Moses replied. Tell me when you want me to pray for you, your officials, and your people. Then you and your house will be rid of the frogs. They will remain only in the Nile River. 
tomorrow, Pharaoh says. Pharaoh wants these pests gone. He wants them gone. He doesn't want frogs in his house. And Moses is standing there saying, my God can remove this burden from you. My God is willing. When would you like me to pray and ask him to remove this difficulty? And Pharaoh replies, tomorrow. How often do we say, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll talk to God about that tomorrow. Step one in coming closer to God is make the decision to do it today. Today is the day of salvation, Scripture says. Scripture doesn't say, wait until tomorrow to say yes to Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. Immediately, immediately, the disciples dropped their nets and they followed him. They didn't say, Jesus, give me some time to think about it. Let me wrap my head around this. They didn't say, let me get through my to-do list, then I'll come and follow you. They noticed that something greater was standing in front of them, giving them the invitation of a lifetime. So they dropped what they were doing and followed him. John chapter 7, verse 17 says, Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Want, this word want, anyone who wants to do, want in Greek is thalo. It means a purposeful decision, not a passive acceptance. If you're taking notes, write that down. Want, the Greek, means a purposeful decision, not a passive acceptance. Do you want to know God more? Do you want to be in a deep, thriving, intimate relationship with him? Balo, make a purposeful decision, not a passive acceptance. God could have easily made us puppets. He could have yanked us around left to right. But he didn't. He gave us free will. He gave us the choice to choose him back. That is because love requires a choice. Love requires a choice. And God loves you so much that he says, I'm not going to make you a puppet. I'm going to make you sons and daughters who get to pick me. Thalo, do you want to love him? Early in my walk with Jesus, a friend told me, you can have as much of God as you want. And I was so infuriated by that statement. I was so frustrated because I was reading the word, I was praying, I was coming to church, and God still felt so distant. It's hard having a relationship with an invisible God. He felt distant. He di I knew he was real. I believed in Jesus. I believed in the Son of God. But I didn't feel like I was in a relationship with him. And what I've learned is that relationships take time to build. They don't happen overnight. Think of it this way. When a wedding takes place, the bride and the groom say, I do, and a vow is sealed. 
but it takes their whole life to fulfill that vow. In the same way, when we give our yes to Jesus, a vow is sealed, but it takes our whole life to fulfill that vow. We devote our life to Jesus. A promise is made, but a lifetime pursuit awaits us. It's not a relationship of forced boredom, but of energetic participation. Brad and I didn't go from happily dating to married overnight. It took time. Relationships take time. Can you imagine if after our wedding, we only spoke one hour once a week? That was the only FaceTime we had. Do you think we would be in an intimate, thriving relationship? Of course not. The more quality time we spend together, the closer we feel to each other. We're more connected. In the same way, we stay connected to the Father by spending time with Him. Step two in coming closer to God is intentionally seek Him. The more we study His Word, the more we see His character. The more we pray, the more intimacy we feel. The more we worship, the easier it is to believe he is who he says he is. The more we surrender, the more we release control, the more freedom we find. We respond to God's invitation to come close to him every day. Slowly but surely, we will get to know him more. We will see him clearer. We can know a lot about God and not know God. I encourage you to know God personally, deeply, intimately. It is the best thing we will ever find in this life. James 4.8 is a promise for all of us that we can cling to, we can hold to. When God feels distant, memorize James chapter 4, verse 8. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. That is a promise. That is a guarantee. I was 26 years old the first time I opened a Bible. This thing is real intimidating. This is a big book. If you have never picked this up, where do you begin? It is very intimidating. And when I first started going to church, these were, this was before the days of the apps and the reading plans, somebody on Sunday handed me a little card that said, read the Bible in a year. And it had an Old Testament passage and a New Testament that you read every day, and at the end of 12 months, you had read the Bible in a year. I like a good checklist. So I did it. Do you want to know what my year was like? I was so bored. I was so frustrated. I was like, I don't understand any of this. God, I believe you can hear me, but I'm going to need your help because this is Greek. This is foreign to me. So if that is you, yay, you're okay. It's okay. You are not alone. I need you to hear me that you are not alone. 
if you don't like reading your Bible. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are not alone. But something inside me told me to keep going. Maybe you need to hear that today. Keep going. Getting into a consistent rhythm with God is hard. If you have little ones, I have two seven-year-olds. When they were babies, I had two newborns. Two, not one, but two. That required a lot of attention. I get what it's like to be distracted. I get what it's like to have a very full plate. Keep going. Do what you can do. It was two years of being in the Word before it came alive and active for me. But slowly, over time, a verse would come into my mind. Remember, I hadn't read the Bible. So like, even like the really common ones, I was not familiar with. But a verse would come to mind, and I couldn't remember it enough to recite it correctly, but I knew enough to Google it. So I would Google it, find the reference, and go, okay, I'm not crazy, this is scripture. And then I would be with a friend, and a verse would come to mind. And I would say, hey, John 3 says, and it would encourage them. Slowly but surely, the word of God became alive and active in my life. It was no longer a checklist, but an active pursuit. I was discovering who made me and who he made me to be. Keep going. Keep opening up this book, even if you're bored, even if you don't understand it. The word goes out and it will not return void. That is a promise from God. It might take a while to see the results, but patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Whatever, there's a long line. My daughter can be a little dramatic. I don't want to wait in this line. And I always tell her, this is an opportunity to practice our patience. And I, that's one of my life parenting goals is when she's an adult, she's going to roll her eyes and go, I know it's an opportunity to practice my patience. Keep going. Practice your patience. We need to strengthen those endurance muscles. We need perseverance to get through this life. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, in the message paraphrase says, His powerful word is as sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. The word is alive and active, but we will never experience its full power if we don't get the word in us and we're not willing to practice it. We don't eat eggs and bacon on Sunday morning and expect that meal to sustain us for the rest of the week. In the same way, we can't just come to church on Sunday and expect that to sustain us for the rest of the week. The Word of God is what will sustain us. Being in a community of believers will sharpen us. Two of our core values at the Gathering Church is family is our culture. I hope when you walked through these doors that you saw a family. 
Because that's what we are. We love each other. We do life together. We sharpen each other. Family is our culture. And initiative is our obligation. I love this quote from Thomas Jefferson. I'm a total nerd, by the way. Give me all of the study guides and the old presidential quotes. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson said, if you want something you have never had, you must be willing to do something you have never done. Let me say that again. If you want something you have never had, you must be willing to do something you have never done. Maybe you don't need to keep going. Maybe your faith has flatlined because you've been doing the same exact thing for 20 years and you're bored. Maybe it's time to shake things up. You need a fresh way to encounter God so your faith can come alive again. Faith is meant to be alive. As Christians, we should be walking the world going, that girl is definitely a Christian. She's really alive. Whoa. We are meant to be fully alive. In Ephesians chapter 3, we find Paul writing this letter, and he's praying for the Ephesians. And he says, I pray from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with his inner strength through his spirit that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is his love. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then, then, you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Every day, God invites us to come a little bit closer. Whether you need to keep going or you need to shake things up, remember, Thalo, make a purposeful decision, not a passive acceptance. If Brad and I want to go on a date night, we have two seven-year-olds, so if we want to go on a date night, planning is required. We need to set the date, we need to set the time, we need to call the babysitter, we need to make a dinner reservation. If we don't plan, if we are too passive, Weeks and months can go by, and we won't have that connection. And just because we were intentional in our efforts, just because we planned, doesn't mean our date night isn't fun and alive and active and thriving. It is. It's just that planning is required. How can you intentionally seek God this month? We're going into 21 days of prayer next month. This is the perfect opportunity to come closer to God. Maybe you need, John Mark, Pastor John Mark always says, pick a plan and read it every day. Maybe you need to actually do that. Join us for 21 days of prayer. Join us online Monday through Friday. If you've never been to one of our prayer services in August, come to our Saturday prayer service on Saturday mornings. If you have children and G-Kids, 
the month of August, explorers are memorizing James chapter 1, verse 5. If you want these references, come find me after. If your children are in climbers, they are memorizing Psalm 147.5. Memorize that verse with your kids. Do it together as a family. You have freedom in seeking God. Ask friends how they connect God. Ask us how we connect with God. It is our job as the church to equip you and encourage you in your walk with Jesus but we can't want him for you. Your active participation is essential to the growth of your faith. As you steadily make these intentional efforts, you will cultivate a bond with Jesus. Our last point for this morning is remember you have the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4, 6 says, It is not by force, nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by force. It's not by strength. We are not meant to attempt this through our own strength. Yes, we are given the choice. Yes, we get to make intentional efforts. But let us not forget, we have the greatest advocate on our side. The Holy Spirit will remind us of all things. He is our comforter. He is our protector. He is our friend. As my children were learning to walk, when they fell, I didn't yell at them saying, why can't you get this? Get up. Of course not. I encouraged them. I cheered them on. I said, you are doing it. Look at you. Go. Come on. Try again. Get up. I'm here. I will help you learn to walk. If I can do that as a flawed human being, how much more will God, our Father, who is perfect, take us by the hand and help us learn to walk? God is not harsh or manipulative. He wants us to respond favorably to his invitation, but he will not force us to choose him. Instead, his arms are wide open, full of an irresistible grace, saying, come follow me. This is not a message about do more, be better. This is a message, this is an invitation to walk in grace, to walk in his kindness. God is not looking for your perfection. He is perfection. You are covered in grace from head to toe. It is by his power and his grace that you are able to come near. I spent the first 26 years of my life without God. That wasn't going to change overnight. And early in those days, I would, I would go days without thinking of God, and I felt a lot of guilt for that. But I would start to pray, God, help me to think about you one time today. And I believe that prayer was prompted by the Holy Spirit because it was so kind and gentle. Maybe you need to just pray, God, help me with my unbelief. Help me to think about you one time today. Help me to take one step closer to you. Matthew chapter 7, 
verses 7 through 8. Jesus is teaching his disciples. And he says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Friends, the door is open. It's wide open. Jesus opened it. What if we all prayed, Lord, help me to come closer to you today. We all started our morning with that. Lord, help me to come closer to you today, more than yesterday. What if we all prayed that? What might our church look like in five years? What might our families and city look like in 20 years? If we all prayed, Lord, help me to come one step closer to you today. Before we close, I need you all to take your phones out. Here's the deal. My grandmother was a teacher. My mother who was here was a teacher. I used to be a teacher. Homework is kind of in my DNA. So I have some homework for you all today. So I need you to grab your phones and I need you to take a screenshot of the slide right there. So, here's your homework for today, not tomorrow, today. I know you already did church. You can do this. It's 15 minutes. I believe in you. So the first thing is read through Psalm 139. If you don't have a Bible, go to the step one table. We have Bibles for you. You can also download the YouVersion Bible app. I love using that app to view multiple translations. Seeing it, I love words, so give me all of the adjectives. Seeing it in various translations just paints a broader picture for me. Meditate on it. Meditation is not emptying our minds. It's feeding on the Word of God. It's going, what does God say about me? How does He see me? It's asking Him questions. It's pondering what we read. It's saying, how does this affect my life? Read Psalm 139. The second thing is write down one way you're going to intentionally seek God. Write it down. Make a plan. And the third is text or tell a friend what your plan is. Ask them to join you or ask them to hold you accountable. Friends, we were not meant to do any of this alone. We were meant to do this in the context of community. That's what the church is. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. No matter how long you have been walking with God, you can always come closer, always. Faith is a willingness to trust in, to rely on, to cling to Jesus. We can have as much of God as we want. With every head bowed and eyes closed, I'm gonna pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for inviting us in to the family of God. Thank you for being our father. Thank you for being our friend. 
just as a wedding vow is a moment to commit ourselves to another. If you don't know Jesus, this is your day. This is your moment. Don't wait until tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. All you have to do is give him your yes. He will give you your next steps in the pursuit towards him. If that is you, pray with me. Father, I give my life to you. You can have my yes. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I trust you. God, I believe that you are good. I believe that you are faithful. I believe that you are the one pursuing me and my time has come. Today is my day to say yes to you, Jesus. Father, thank you for the gift of freedom. Thank you for the gift of forgiveness. Jesus, thank you for taking my sins and dying on the cross for me. I give you my yes today, and I will give you another yes tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, amen. The Gathering Church podcast is produced by the Gathering Church creative team. Want to get involved? Fill out a Connect card online at gatherashville.org, find us on Facebook at The Gathering Church, or on Instagram at Gather Asheville.